For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about Syracuse staying perfect on the season with a win over Virginia and a top 25 ranking. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is our great friend and Syracuse legend, Brendan Carney. Brendan, always great to catch up with you. How are you today? I'm doing well, Wes. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's always great to catch up with you and uh, and Syracuse football. Yeah, Brendan, we'll get you started on this one. We last spoke in July. We were talking about whether Syracuse could get off to a hot start. That's happened so far. 4-0 start, likely to be 5-0 for the first time since 1987 with the matchup against FCS Wagner this weekend. What do you think of the team through the first four games? Yeah, so Coach Babers uh, put it perfectly after the game uh, last week when he said that their record is perfect, but the way they got there is not. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm really happy. Uh, I think everyone feels the same way as well. Um, although I, I think some would say that uh, they have a few more gray hairs, uh, you know, especially after the, the last two weeks. Um, but look, you know, there, yeah, there, there's, uh, there's something to be said for uh, – you know, for the way, you know, they were able to grind out, you know, those wins against Purdue and uh, and last week against against Virginia. Um, and based off of the last few, few years, you know, I don't think we win those games, right? And we're sitting at two and two. So maybe, you know, we look back in a few years and say that this was a season that kind of helped us, you know, turn the corner, you know, and taught us how to finish games, um, no matter how ugly or, or stressful it was. Um, you know, and there's a lot to be proud of at four and Uh, you know, they're, they're number 25 in the coaches poll and, you know, I believe they received 20 votes in the AP poll. So, you know, this team is on the cusp, you know, of having, you know, a, a great season, which, which we haven't seen since 2018. Um, you know, and along with that comes with some fears, right? Um, you know, I think, you know, this may have happened after the 10 and two season, you know, we, we've become complacent, you know, with, with a, you know, with a, a number 25 in, in the poll. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see, uh, 
you know, what type of team this is during the remaining two-thirds of the season. Um, you know, we've got some big games ahead. So hopefully after Wagner this week, uh, you know, in a bye week, you know, we can walk into NC State at home, um, walk in there healthy with uh, with the same attitude and consistent play that they displayed against uh, Louisville in the, in the first game of the season. And Syracuse is 4-0 because of a 22-20 win over Virginia on Friday night. It wasn't pretty, but Syracuse still got the job done. What were your thoughts on the game? So I really thought we were lucky to come out of that game with a win. Um, You know, I think everyone's concerns are around the offense right now. Uh, They seem to, you know, to be regressing a bit over the last two games. Um, You know, the penalties are starting to mount up. Um, I thought the offensive line was, you know, non-existent, you know, making it difficult for Schrader and Tucker to get anything going. Um, I thought Schrader, uh, you know, starting with Purdue and especially in UVA was, was indecisive. And, you know, and when he did decide, I thought they were, they were bad decisions. You know, I think that, you know, specifically if you look at that, you know, I forget the exact yards, but let's say it was 15 yard sack he took at the end of the game, you know, that could have really lost it for us. Um, you know, luckily he was able to, you know, regain 12 of those yards in the next play and, you know, give Andre, uh, you know, an easy field goal to win it. Um, so I think there's, there's definite concerns, you know, on the offense. Um, and if it weren't for the defense and special teams, you know, we don't, we don't really win that game. So, you know, to look at the, the other side of it, the bright side, I think our defense just continues to step up for us every week, um, and give us a chance to compete, you know, and win these games. Um, They've obviously, like the offense, they've suffered some some big losses on the injury side. Um, but they find ways to hang in there, you know, and come up with big stops during the game. Um, so, you know, a lot of the credit goes to the defense uh, and what they've been able to do. And um, and obviously against UVA, special teams was big for us last week. Um, you know, I'm not sure Andre hits five of those field goals last year, you know, so it's nice to see him back, you know, in good form this year. Uh, so... We clean up those penalties. We get the offense back on track. You know, we should be able to get a few more wins uh, coming down the stretch here. Brendan, you know, Sean Tucker was a Heisman hopeful heading into the season. He rushed for only 60 yards against Virginia. Are you concerned at all about the lack of rushing game against Virginia and Purdue? And what can Syracuse do to fix it? Yeah, so, you know, obviously there's a lot of, you know, well-deserved hype around Tucker this year. Um, but we haven't seen the production, you know, we expected from him so far. Um, and that's not to say he isn't contributing. Uh, you know, we've seen some success using him in the passing game. Um, I'm thinking of that tunnel screen around for 50 plus yards and for a TD against Louisville in the opener. Um, you know, and then the fact that teams are, are, are probably game planning to him, you know, open opens up things in the passing game. So, you know, even though he's not running for those hundred plus games right now, you know, I still think he's contributing, um, you know, it is worth mentioning, I think the offensive line hasn't been playing that well, you know, and open up holes for him, you know, to, and uh, getting him to the second level so we can outrun those D- DBs like we saw him do last year. Um, you know, and I, and I would probably say the new system could could also be playing a part in this as well. You know, while, while Tucker was the focal point of the offense last year, the, the new system calls for, for more passing, so he's not touching it as much, obviously. Um, so I think there's, you know, some kinks. Uh, you know, they need to iron out over the next two weeks to get ready for that, you know, five-game stretch. Um, you know, let's hope, you know, he can get into a groove this week against Wagner and build some confidence, you know, for the rest of the season. 
Brendan, you were a three-time All-Big East punter at Syracuse. The Orange looks like they have another good punter and true freshman, Max von Marburg. What do you think of the job he's done so far? Yeah, I think he's doing a, a nice job so far. Um, you know, he's been consistent, averaging around 42 yards per punt, which is good. His hang time seems to be pretty good, you know, which allows his guys to, you know, get down the field and, you know, and cover. Um, you know, and they haven't given up uh, any big returns, you know. So, all in all, I think Max and the and the punt team are, are grading out well, you know, four games into the season. Um, you know, and this is what you want out of your punter you know, to go out and get the job done, you know, by changing field position for your defense and, and really not giving up any X plays. Uh, so if he can continue with this performance, um, you know, I think he's going to have a successful season, you know, and you never know. Uh, he could get his name on a few of those uh, awards lists by the end of the season. So I think he's doing a great job. I'm uh, excited for him and I'm um, looking forward to, uh, you know, to the rest of the season. And Brendan, we'll get you out of here on this one. Syracuse is 4-0. They're ranked 25th in the USA Today coaches poll. Have you adjusted your expectations beyond just going 6-6 six and six and getting to a lower-tier bowl game? Uh, so, I would, so after week two, I would have said they were going to be ACC champs and a spot in the college football playoffs. Um, <laughs> but after the last two games, I think my expectations remain that uh, they're still a bowl team. You know, I'm probably projecting around seven or eight wins. Um you know, I just think after Wagner this week, we've just got we've got some real tests ahead against teams that are starting to play really well. Uh, and while I think those games are are still winnable, you know, it's going to be extremely tough. Uh, we're going to need to be, you know, we're going to need to be healthy, and we're going to need to be playing, you know, at a consistent high level. Um, you know, two of those five games, I believe, are at home, so that should give us an advantage. Um, but I think that those, you know, those five weeks, that stretch, it's really going to define, you know, who this team is, you know, for the 2022 season. So um, still confident that's a bowl team. Uh, just, you know, that, that this five-game stretch is going to be really important for us. So excited to kind of see, uh, you know, the tests ahead and, and kind of how we perform. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely still a bowl team. Definitely looking forward to that. Brendan, thanks so much for coming back on the program again. Syracuse legend and three-time All-Big East punter, Brendan Carney. Brendan, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the rest of the college football season. We'll speak with you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Wes. Appreciate you having me on and go Orange. Always love having Brendan Carney on the program. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, not a pretty win, but Syracuse improved to 4-0 with a 22-20 win over Virginia last week. Syracuse turned the ball over four times and the penalty showed up again, but a win is a win is a win. What did you take away from the game? Well, I divide that in half, Wes, looking at both the good and the bad. And why don't we start with the bad first and then we'll extenuate the positive. The penalties creeping back up in that game. And this is something we seem to talk about every season. Uh, we certainly have talked about it the last couple. It hasn't been quite as bad this year, but it has crept up back in the last couple of games. So penalties have to be uh, something that the Syracuse coaching staff is, again, emphasizing during the week of practice as they look at game film, have to clean that up, have to play uh, better, tougher mentally uh, from that perspective. The offense at time has struggled, and it's kind of a bit of a regression in some of the uh, different drives that we saw in the Virginia game, but a good part of that was at the end of the game with the game on the line, there was production there, of course, aided by a Virginia penalty. And then turnovers, four turnovers, the first turnovers of the season, 
that's something that you can't expect to keep on happening and win ball games, especially as the ACC schedule heats up. The good news, of course, Syracuse is 4-0. They're one of only 21 unbeaten teams in Division I play, so that certainly stands out. And even more so to that fact is that four of those 21 teams play in the ACC Atlantic Division, along with the Orange being Clemson, NC State, and Florida State. Coaches always say how tough it is to win a game. So winning the game is, of course, the most important. The defense has really played well. Uh, Very sticky when it needed to be uh, in different situations against Virginia, including preventing the Cavaliers from coming down and having any thoughts of attempting a game-winning field goal. Uh, And then I want to really give a shout-out to the special teams play against the the Cavaliers, Uh, a blocked PAT, great kickoff return by Pena to start the game, and, of course, the five field goals from Andre Schmidt. He's really back in his 2018 form so far this year, only missing one field goal on the year and uh, successful on all this point after touchdowns. And also want to point out that – the holder in the game, Mike Midoff, had to come in for Justin Barron, who was ejected for targeting. Midkoff had done some uh, holding last year. It was seamless, and Aaron Belinsky, the long snapper, that duo was great. So while we uh, salute Andre Schmidt for kicking the ball over the goalposts in the five field goals, it all comes down to the timing and the sequence. So a shout-out to that, that unit as well in that victory. Brad, I talked about this with Brendan, but with the win, Syracuse State, perfect on the season, is now ranked 25th in the coaches' poll. They're going to go to 5-0 and with the win against Wagner this upcoming weekend. But after that, Syracuse begins a stretch where they play five ranked teams in the next six weeks, starting with number 10 North Carolina State on October 15. What is the significance of being ranked, and where does Syracuse stand heading into this brutal stretch? Well, anytime a Syracuse football team is ranked West, that's a cause for celebration because it's happened – too far and in between uh, in the in the, tw- in the 20, 20s, you know, in the teens, uh, and now into the 2020s, so few seasons where Syracuse football is ranked. So that's number one. That always stands out. During all those down years, even back in the 70s, before Coach Mack got it going in the 80s and Coach P in the 90s, and this long stretch we've seen, uh, starting with the Greg Robinson era, then, you know, a little bit of uh, some sunlight with Doug Marone and uh, then back with Scott Schaefer and now into Dino Babers. Syracuse has been so many seasons when it's not been ranked that any time you see Syracuse's name among those 25 teams, that always jumps out to me. And the other significance is, as you mentioned, yeah, this is you know almost a, a 100% definite that they're going to beat Wagner, uh, but NC State has Clemson coming up this weekend. So that's a really important game for for those two teams in the Atlantic Division. It's really going to say a lot about where the ACC is headed uh, for, for, for this season as to who's going to be the king of the hill in the conference. And then, of course, the Orange uh, are off the following week when NC State takes on Florida State. So the Wolfpack have two incredibly, incredibly tough games before they come into the Dome on the 15th. Syracuse is going to get an opportunity against Wagner to you know, hopefully build a big lead earlier in the game and get a lot of players to play in the second half. The coaching staff has an opportunity to get those guys on film and be able to help in their development. And, and for Syracuse, you know, then getting a week off. That that's really tricky because you have momentum if indeed five and zero going into that week off, 
and then you have to come back against a very strong uh, team in NC State. And Coach Baber's record coming off the bye has not been great uh, in his six years and now in the seventh year running the program. Uh, and then that's going to set the tone, Wes, for the rest of October and, and, and the rest of the schedule. As you mentioned, it is really tough uh, coming off the bye week, hosting NC State, most likely probably still to be a ranked team, and maybe not if they don't beat Clemson and Florida State, and then having to go on the road against the big dog Clemson the following week. Then coming home, as you mentioned, against Notre Dame team that's going to be better by the time they come into the Dome, and then having to travel to play Pittsburgh, a team that Syracuse just has not been able to beat uh, in the last decade. So it's really important to keep the development going. I'd really like to see players get into the Wagner game because Garrett Schrader's really taking a beating so far in the first four games. Sean Tucker's been knocked uh, uh, on his feet many times so far, and I really, you know, these players are going to be needed down the home stretch in October, November. So it's it's about doing what they have to do against Wagner, uh, resting up on the week off, and coming back in strong for the final uh, bulwark of the season. And Brad, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. As we record this podcast, Wes, the final week of September, what does that mean? The start of basketball practice is here. And wow, it seems to have flown by here with the first of uh, four football games and now we're into basketball practice schedule and it's just four weeks until the first exhibition game five weeks until the second of the two exhibition games and just six weeks until the season kicks off on november 7th and what's going to make this such a unique season as preseason practice gets underway west is the fact that this is the year of the new faces seven new players on the roster we all know about the four returnees Joe Girard, Jesse Edwards, Benny Williams, and Samir Torrance, but seven new players, six of those freshmen, a transfer, and of those freshmen, you know that about three to four are going to make significant contributions before the season comes to an end. So really intriguing as preseason practice gets underway for Syracuse basketball. Brad, my closing thoughts are on the Syracuse athletics programs that are currently ranked. As we know, Syracuse football is ranked 25th in the country in the coaches' poll. But aside from football, Syracuse men's soccer is ranked number three in the country. The field hockey team is ranked number 11. And the men's cross-country team is ranked number 20. We always talk about the revenue sports that for good reason. But here's a big shout-out to the non-revenue teams that have had outstanding seasons as well. Congratulations to all three programs on having a number next to their name. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I took a super shuttle from the airport. I think they forgot to put slow in the middle of their name. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.